We're back in the growing garden. Welcome back. Welcome back. How, How are you? Oh, <laughs> Jinx. How are you, my love? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well as well. Good. You know, we're fresh off a of skate night, so we're feeling alive. Yeah, that's true. Feeling alive, as we always Young do on a free. Wednesday morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Young, wild, and free. Yep. Out of there by nine. Now. <laughs> no later than. Oh man, that's awesome. Shall we move right into some new growth? Yeah, let's we've do We've got it. some. Oh, we do have a little Guys, bit. we've got some. Yay. This is so exciting. So we finally, again, a, a testament to losing one's shit, actually. <laughs> we did get our approval to build our vault. Yay! Yes. We did it. Architectural review process complete. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so baby. So we are ready to build. We're doing it this weekend. Yeah. Well, Monday. <laughs> Next Monday. But it's very exciting. It is super I'm exciting. I'm the of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but. So, but guys, this is like our last major thing before we're doing our inspections yeah. pretty much. Yeah. This is the last thing we got to do. We just have to do but this. our fire system. Our fire system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, we can't highlight enough that, <laughs> you know, as our <laughs> landlord wanting to rent buildings without any protection for fires. Yeah. <laughs> so that's hilarious. We'll put in our own. And... Yeah, then we'll be ready to schedule right. our inspections. Yay. Here we go. We're super excited. We are super excited. So we're really in the home stretch. Yeah. Also, we started reaching out to dispensaries. Yeah. Talk about it. Yeah. It's I've been doing some outreach, some some sales outreach. It's not exactly my forte. Oh, please. I find that hard to believe. Believe it or not. I'm You've not... sold all of us. <laughs> <laughs> You've sold everyone on main vest. <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah. You're pretty good at that. I think so. Thank you. Uh, maybe I just need some validation. Yeah. Don't sell yourself short. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know what? I definitely have to give myself that energy boost, that validation boost. Um, but yeah, I would just say like, let us know where you guys are shopping because we want to get- We're reaching out. Yeah. We want to get our, our stuff in the dispensaries that you guys are already going to. Now tell the people, what's the reaction? Are people excited? Are people like, oh my God, cookies finally? Yes. They're so excited. And also I just think it's so funny how people react when you say the word vegan. Do they get scared? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, it, they taste so good. And it's so like, that's also what I don't like- I just, yeah. That's why I'm always, te- like, in some of the packaging, it does say, like, so good, you won't believe it's vegan. Yeah. Like, and that's, like, totally, like, on a billboard one day, that'll be something that we do. Because people do inherently have that stigma. That's another stigma we're taking down. Yeah. Like, someone mentioned, they were like, yeah, our older population probably won't be interested in vegan edibles. And I was like, they don't like chocolate chip cookies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, they... First of all, if there's a population that should consider what they're putting in their body a little bit more, it's the people on the tail, tail end. I was like, it's really no different from just a regular chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when we're talking about that, like, what's, what, there's not huge swaps, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, we're not talking about, we're not trying to sell anyone on vegan pizza right now. Yeah, I was you know like, I mean? there's no quinoa in it. Yeah. <laughs> there's no lentils. Please yeah, I was don't like, worry. it's not like that kind of it's vegan. It's not like a black bean yeah. situation. <laughs> I was like, we're not doing that. Oh my god. All the sugar, all the butter. But hey, you know what? The product has to speak for itself. We've just gotta like get samples out and let these you people guys try know, it. Most of you have had chocolate chip cookies, but you just need yeah. you really just need one and you're and you're done. I think you're pretty you're much hooked. good, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> From the first one. One hundred percent. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm like 
excited. This is like one of those things that, you know, coming into the industry, feeling like, like we're, we're so much so like new in the industry. And so this is the part where we're like coming in and we're like eager to prove ourselves, I think, or I'm eager to prove ourselves to the rest of the industry, but just working on my patience. No, listen, a hundred percent. And especially because there's such an idea of vegan stuff being, especially in my mind, so dry. Yeah. The, the amount of vegan baked goods that just I've like seen hard. my girl Kaylee try yeah. are dry. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. It's so well, sad. Well, Kaylee is gluten-free, too. She is gluten-free, too. And now, really does. We need gluten. We do. I need gluten. But I will say... <laughs> Just even going to vegan bakeries with yeah. you, like whenever we get stuff, it's it, it's it can run sad. So I will say, like I understand where that feeling's coming from, but yes. that's why I love being able to give people our stuff. Yeah, that's I. That's exactly how I feel. Too. Yeah, because I am like just as much excited to show the world that like vegan edibles can taste delicious. Yeah. As I am. To also, like, it's so funny too because we're trying to prove in general that edibles can be delicious. Yeah, everything else is like a cracker. You know what I mean? Essentially, yeah, or like a gummy. So, again, so dry. Yeah, yeah gummy, or like just boring, boring. Just a vehicle to get you where you want to go. Yeah. Like we're talking about something that's actually delicious. Yeah, we're you know t- what I mean? Exactly. We're talking about enjoyment from all angles. Right. Right. That's like, that's what's missing in the edible game. Yeah, specifically, sure. it's like something that you'll actually enjoy eating. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> So that's my journey. So that's the journey. That's the journey that we've but been on. But we're on it. So yeah, so definitely let us know yeah, where you're please, shopping. Yeah, please, please let us know because... So we can be in your favorite dispensaries. Yeah, that's what we want for yeah. sure. Uh, such an exciting time. Yeah, it really Check is. for us this summer in your dispensaries. Hey, we'll be there for sure. We sure will. Oh, that's awesome. So finally some good new growth. Some great new growth. Yeah, very exciting time. Yay. Now shall we move into the name of the game, Pot Topics? Let's do it. Let's check in with the cannabis world. What's, yeah, what's going, going on? on? What's going on? What is going on? Number one, mm-hmm. what's going on? Um, New York is talking about giving uh, pizza places cannabis licenses. Cool. Very cool. Do you think that's because of the pizza pusher? S- say more. I'm not. Have you guys been to the pizza pusher in New York? I've been really wanting to go, and I think we should take a journey. Uh, you're speaking as if I know the <laughs> I don't know her. Well, it's a he. Um, there is a guy. He's on Instagram. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he does infuse pizza. pizza. Yeah, and I guess you can do a vegan and everything. Oh they, like, God. accommodate you. They have desserts. All oh, we've got to go. That's so funny because yeah. there was another place referenced in the article, but it wasn't that. It wasn't it the was pizza like, It was called, like, Stoned Pizza or something. Yeah, no, so. this is definitely, I'm pretty sure, called, he calls himself the pizza pusher. That's Actually, awesome. our dear so friend Rico sh- told me about it. Oh She's been. Shout out to you, Rico. Hey, guys. Love you, Miss Ya. Miss Ya. Now, I will say, loving this idea, some interesting things have come up. So, first of all, it wasn't specifically written into the law to, like, have, like, social, like, in the way, like, how it was phrased in the article was, like, pizza places were never on our minds when we did this, but technically it fits, you know, within the law. So, cool. What was interesting was... Part of it is that if you do have a cannabis license, you can't get a liquor license. So a lot of places were like, we're hesitant about that because, you know, Why? like business wise. They just, they don't want those two things coexisting together. I guess. Yeah. I guess that's, that's like a weird thing I want to talk to you about. Like, yeah. I don't get, I never heard of that before. Yeah. I, I don't know it's if it's like York that thing. in other states. I yeah. don't think it is necessarily, but um, yeah, that was an interesting point, and that's the, and so the a lot of the people are waiting for the official like legislation to come out, and, like as it's rolling out, like because it's supposed to start in at the end of twenty twenty two, okay, in New York. So they're like, we'll see how it rolls out, and, like what's actually happening. But a lot of the 
business owners in the article were like, well, we're not really willing to give up our liquor license yeah. to, like, try out this new thing. Yeah. And, like, there's no, you know, Well, wage. I don't think it makes sense for just, like, a random pizza spot yeah. to have a cannabis license. Agree. Like, I think, I think it, it should be... be part of the concept. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, I mean... But it's cool that them. those kind of concepts are, like, going to happen so fast in New York. Like, when we talk well, I'm about not Massachusetts, surprised. I'm not surprised are, at all. Still well, waiting for social consumption. Yeah, I know, right? But the thing is, too, about New York, it's like, this stuff has been happening. Like, I've been to weed bars in yeah. New York. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Like, I've also there. been to dispensaries in New York. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, like, these things are already there. Yeah. And, you know, it's up to the regulatory bodies to either, like, take what they have and use it and like you know support it into the legal industry yeah or reject it which i think that like they're doing a mix of both to be honest with yeah, you yeah i'm sure yeah it'll be interesting it'll be to very see. interesting yeah. it'll be very interesting to visit in new york where we can go to a pizza pop place yeah you know I mean, we could do that now. i mean we could do that now apparently, <laughs> what, is what i've learned but that's the whole point um, of new york like i'm telling you like these things are already there yeah that's yeah. awesome um okay cool do you have one you want to go back and forth? Yeah, sure. I, one I, I, oh, okay, good, because I only have one. Um, but, you know, close to home, actually. My my pot topic is about New Jersey. Oh, my God. Sister states. So, um, the dirty jurors. Dirty jurors. So my pot topic is about New Jersey. And basically, they have legalized. And the article that I read, it says, social equity in New Jersey's new cannabis industry lagging. Surprise, surprise. Everywhere. <laughs> But what Spoiler I, alerts everywhere. Yeah. So, but what I appreciated about this article, there were a few things that I wanted to point out. So, obviously, you guys know the story, right? Like, they're not doing a good job. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Again, like with everywhere else, yeah. they're just simply not doing much of it. Period. It's not a priority. But what I thought was really important about this article was that um, the the people that were quoted in the article were making really good points in talking about how it's not right that minority owners are not prioritized in the beginning of the industry coming on board mm. because that's when the industry is making the most money. Yeah, definitely. And so there's a there's a level of um, income of like economic income that comes in in the beginning yeah. of the industry, like around a here. Boom. Yeah, dispensaries were making like $25 million in one quarter. It's crazy. In one quarter, $100 million in a year. They were making dispensaries. Yeah. Dispensaries will never really make that much, but there's something to say about the dispensaries that got in early. Right. They, they when were- When you're the first in yeah, the area, obviously, you're going to get all the demand. Uh, period. So this article was talking about how like it's not really helpful if it's not only there's no black ownership right now, because what New Jersey did was they basically picked already operating dispensaries, medical dispensaries, and they allowed them to- um, transfer their licenses oh, okay. into recreational. Okay. Yeah. So, which was like very not allowed in Massachusetts. Like yeah. you had to, you still had to go through another licensing process, even if you were a registered medical dispensary. But anyways, yeah. They So New Jersey allowed like 13 operators, I guess, right out of the gate to turn their transfer. licenses over. Yeah. Okay. To recreational. And obviously all of those are owned pretty much by like big cannabis companies, like multi-state operators. And what I also really liked about this article is one of the people that was quoted, she was like, nobody's mad at multi-state operators. We get them. We get big cannabis and we get why it has to be here. What we're upset about is all these states that cry social equity, but they don't understand how they're missing out by not prioritizing people of color getting ownership. Right. Because the only way to really create social equity in the industry is by getting black ownership and 
minority ownership. Like it's not enough to just say, oh, we're going to put jobs in the industry and all that. It's right. like, no, no, no. We have to come in as owners. owners yeah. That's the only way we're going to be able to create generational wealth. Like we have to have ownership. And have a real impact on and, and licenses. The, yeah. yeah. You have to own your license because mm-hmm. in some places, like we were talking about like liquor licenses and stuff, like the license has tremendous value. Mm-hmm. Licenses have an incredible amount of value. There are people who come in and they just flip their licenses right away. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, we saw yeah, it when we saw were going through the process. Yeah. yeah. Like we saw people who just came in, got their license and then they just sold it. You know what I'm saying? You can sell your license for like millions of dollars. The state doesn't want people doing that, especially people of color, but like it should be our prerogative if yeah. we want to do that. Like if, if we wanted to come in, go through the licensing process and then sell the license for five, $10 million, why, why shouldn't we be able to right. do it? When like, other people are able to do it. Other people are able to do it. We should be able to do it. It's still a way for us to create generational wealth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but either way, that's the, that was like the point of the article. That was the point that the, the people being interviewed in the article were making. And I really appreciate that because it's all about the initial revenue, like that people create when they, when the industry first opens up in a state, Yeah, like that's going to be the biggest impact for big money to come in, especially for these like smaller operators. So what states should do is really prioritize like getting minority ownership right out of the gate. Yeah. Like if you were, if they were going to give 13 licenses to already operating big canna operators, why not say, and we're going to give 13 licenses to small minority owned owned businesses. businesses. And like the whole thing that this article was also talking about, which I thought was really important was basically they were like, well, at the state level, we advocated for, um, you know, like lower license fees, non-competitive licenses, all types of stuff for minority ownership. But then they were like, but at the municipal level, what we're seeing is competitive licensing fees, competitive. And it's, and that's exactly what's happening everywhere. And I was just thinking about this and like, we were kind of talking about this last week, but like, I really feel like one of our demands, like the things that we need to be advocating for is like more alignment between the state and the municipalities. Totally. Because that's fucking everyone over. Totally. And it's so not fair if the state is like protecting themselves with these umbrellas of like, no, 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 we created the social equity opportunities, but then the municipalities are like, <laughs> no. Right. Because that's what the municipalities are doing. The municipalities don't care about social equity because they want money. And obviously, it doesn't feel right if in the same conversation that you're like, oh, we're creating social equity. They're like, oh, we're also charging you this amount of money to exist here and da-da-da-da, like what Boston is doing to us. Like, it doesn't really make sense that they're charging us 3% and then saying they're giving us social equity because it's kind of like we're just paying back for what they've given us. Yeah, like, and then more, you know what I'm saying? And then some. Yeah. So, like... It's it, that's not real, you know what I mean? Like there should really be some equity opportunities. Like the state, like the city, should be cognizant enough to understand, like that's not social equity to also be like, oh, we're gonna charge you a three percent municipality fee. And it's just fucked up that, like, again, like you're highlighting that the state gets to then brag like, about how they hide under this little yeah, umbrella about how they created all, all these social things. equity opportunities, but they don't even go as far as to uphold it on the municipal level. And then just there's just also just the the misalignment between state governance and municipal governance, like w- what we went through with ISD and the CCC, and, and it's like, on the applicant to track down like. And to communicate between city and state. Like, that's the craziest part. That's the craziest part. That it was on you. Yes. To A, figure out that something was wrong. What the hell was going on. B, like, 
communicate between the parties. Figure out what it was so that I could communicate to each party where their discrepancies were. Yeah. That and it's a failure in their sense. own system. Yeah, in their own you're system. You're just left to hang out and figure out everything. And then they're like, well, we'll come in at the end and make sure you've done everything. But we won't tell you what you need to do. And we won't help you along the way. But 100%. do make sure everything's right. Like, what is that? A hundred percent. Don't call yourself the cannabis board. You know what I mean? Period. If that's, like, if, yeah, it's just, it's so much, obviously, as we know, red tape and bullshit, and the red tape and bullshit, it doesn't even make sense half the time, because the states and the municipalities are not aligned, so a municipality might be telling you you have to do one thing, while the state is telling you that you have to do another thing, and it's like, as, as applicants, especially applicants in a process that has no kind of definition to it it seems like it changes for every single applicant there's no there's no guidebook oh this is how you apply this the is how you go through you the process go to the law that's what we do and when ask them for is, questions read the law. yes exactly and a lot of times we don't really understand it's it also not helpful either it's not helpful we're just translating it on our own trying to figure it out as we go along you know and so anyways i thought this article was really important because i just thought it was highlighting these Issues and, and it talked about how this exists in every you know state so far that has tried to create social equity. It's just like the the reality is nobody has succeeded with social equity yet. Say nobody has succeeded. Nobody. And that's a problem. And people should be more concerned about it. Yeah. We as the as the industry, we're concerned about it. I just want to put that out there for sure and say that you know we're trying to do everything in our power and use our voice to make these things kind of out there and, and, and grow awareness because that's how we are going to create equity in the industry is through awareness. Like people have to understand yeah. what's actually going on so that they too, as consumers even can prioritize. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like social equity. So anyways, I thought it was a really important article in that, you know, we have to be aware of all these things that are really happening and not just read the feel good stuff and say like, oh yeah, we're doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the state sometimes thinks they're doing things, but it's not being upheld on the municipal level. And your point about equity needs to be at the beginning. We really need to remember that, especially for the federal situation as well. And that's why Democrats are kind of holding up, because there is a big social equity component missing from the proposed bill, or it's not complete enough, or it doesn't do what it needs to do. And it's like, again... It's at the beginning that this matters. It doesn't help anyone to go back after and be like, right. you know what I mean? Right, because even right now, right, like we're what, four years into the legal industry in Massachusetts, like about four years into the legal industry, like a lot of the big booms, like they've happened already. They happened before we had black ownership. You know what I'm saying? And we still don't have a lot of black ownership in the industry. No. And I, I just think it's really important, like, we're not sitting here like we don't want big canna. Like we understand the role that they play in the industry and we understand what they fuel along and how they fuel it. And we're, nobody's mad about that. What we're saying is that again, to create equity, you have to put us on an equal playing field with big canna. And as our state, like as our governing body, the people that live here we're expecting the state to do that for us we're expecting the state to protect us in that way the state is going to go and give us special priority access and the city's going to give us prior you know what i mean like don't even don't say that stuff if it truly doesn't mean anything right like stop gaslighting us you know what i mean it's not fair and it's it's i'm sick of 
being told that we're getting something that we're not really getting. Right. And that, that happens a lot, like, in life. But, yeah. like, this is one of those situations where it's like, no. We're just not going to sit here and, like, pretend like that's what's happening. And then be, like, happy about it. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, I mean, it just goes back <laughs> to that conversation gonna, with yeah. Carrie. <laughs> Which is, like, I'm, so sorry I'm not going to call you. Yeah, I, I'm not here to be, like, your buddy and call you and be like, oh, my God, how is your day? How are you doing? It's like. Thank you for everything you do for us. Yeah, like, no, you're. You haven't done anything. You haven't done anything. Yeah. So, so anyways, that was my call topic. I love it. Well, we're not going to sugarcoat anything because this, my next one, my big one was, so I, we were going to talk about this last week, but we ended up talking about ourselves for the whole time because this is our podcast. We'll do that. <laughs> um, but so President Biden released a progress report on 420 and there was very little progress, <laughs> if you can imagine. So we're just going to pretty much rip it to shreds because I'm tired of this old man. Um <laughs> The president, quote, this is a quote, the president continues to believe that no one should be in jail because of drug use. I don't have an update here. This is from the press secretary. Okay. Okay. We all have beliefs. (laughs) Okay? Uh, I, I don't even know why the word believe is in there. Okay, we're talking about action. Okay, so then the, they then talked about how the DEA has been approving additional cannabis manufacturers for research. Great. We always know how government research skews. Um, Then they go on to say that Biden is, quote, still reviewing his clemency powers, which is a repeat of something they said in December. Now, the interesting tidbit here is that the Congressional Research Service published a report last year that says he has the power to pretty much do whatever he wants. Like, he could create mass federal legalization if he wanted. He could do whatever he wants. You know what I mean? Like, he has the power. This yeah. is a published yep. report from 2021. Yeah. So that's tough. Um, that's tough. They also reported... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. That's the same point. They reported that not only could he deal with, like, incarceration, but yep. he could also just straight up legalize, legalize. if he wanted yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah. Um, now the current bill, when asked about the current bill, that's, you know, people are talking about, he declined to support it, but did say our current marijuana laws are not working. Okay. What are we, what are we to do here? What are you getting up to in the Oval Office? <laughs> like, what is this? You could have just said no comment for everything. Just, We've, you've given us don't nothing give here. the update. Yeah. You've given us nothing here. Annoying. Annoying. I mean, I don't think he is going to be the guy. I don't, I don't, it's not looking like it. It's not First looking all, like it. I, I, I just really can't, truly can't wrap, as some, as we have degrees studying policy, why he's not on this bandwagon. I don't know. Especially as someone who's like really having an issue with like ability popularity right now. Like this is something we all agree on. Why aren't you on this train? I think that it has to do with just the conditioning that yeah. he's he's such just a... been subjected to his whole life, probably. Yeah, and just thinking that weed the is war on drugs. yeah, yeah. He's a casualty. Yeah, for sure. It's insane. It it is insane, and I think that there's probably a lot of people really close to him who like vehemently like you know what I'm saying, yeah. like oppose this. It's just crazy. It's oh. also crazy, like, like how is this country here that we're talking, like, about this? And then, of course, we would be remiss to not talk about the situation with Roe v. Wade. Like, how are we going backwards 
Yeah. And also trying to go forward. It's like, it's just like insane. Like yeah. we're just at such an insane point in history right now. We are. We definitely are, you know? And I think it's, we're at one of those points where it's not going to make sense in the moment. Yeah. No. And we just have to kind of roll with the punches. I really think we're at the forefront of a revolution. In some ways, I'm sure we are. Yeah. You know? Even I, if it's just ideological. Yeah. And, and I think that's happening in a big way. I think that what people are realizing as individuals is that we all have our path and our purpose in this world. And all you can do is like find it and be on it and expand and, and work towards being, you know, the most authentic version of you, yeah. you know? And the reality is like some of these things, you know, like that are happening around us, they don't really matter for the grand scheme of our big, like how our story yeah, is going to play out. Story. Yeah. And so, you know, we just have to like roll with it. And I think we're just getting to a point as society where it's like if enough people realize something is like bullshit and can get around it, they're just going to get yeah. around it. Or are we still playing this old game? Yeah. Like this is stupid. Yeah, you know, we this shouldn't. Is <laughs> this is dumb. Yeah. Like the president of the United States should not be saying like this. But again, it just goes to show how there is such a lack of alignment amongst like governing bodies in this nation. And their constituents. And their constituents. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it doesn't, like that's the system that's not working. Totally. Yeah. Marijuana laws aren't working. Yeah. Like this system Saying isn't marijuana working. marijuana is not working, sir. Yeah. That's ignorant and, and disappointing. Yeah. It's super disappointing, but I don't know. I mean, can't say it's surprising. Can't say it's surprising. I think that's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, just upsetting. Yeah, it is upsetting. I mean, yeah. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with federal legalization. It seems like there's enough people in the government that want it to get through, but it's just unfortunate that the person who could really just. It's crazy. Championed it. Well, could have championed it, and it's just—it's crazy to think how much of an impact that could have on millions and millions and millions of people, and that they choose not to go that route. Yeah, yeah. To me, I won't understand it. I can't understand it. So, like, absolutely limited. You know what I mean? Just like so limited in thinking, so limited in action, so limited in like ability to like want to make change you know what i mean like that's really it like yeah. they, like as much as like whatever yeah let's, <laughs> yeah let's when you hit that point you're let's like not. fuck it because <clears throat> it's like you can't argue with a crazy person you know what i mean no, exactly and honestly too it's kind of like getting to the point where it's like what's the point yeah you know what i mean because at some point soon these people aren't even gonna be on this earth anymore so it's like Okay, fizzle out. Yeah. If that's what you're going to do. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Because and there's the most of us get what's going on yeah. and are excited to create a new world. Yeah. And some people are really clinging to something that does not exist anymore. It's never yeah. going to be the 1950s again. I'm so sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. I'm so sorry about I that. I agree with you. I absolutely agree. Well, that was a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> now, shall we move into some positivity? Let's do the star cast. Yay, let's do it. Now, there's really only one big day this week in our coming week. It's Tuesday the 10th. Oh. You know it? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few things happening that day. Two two big things of note for that we have here is Mercury goes retrograde in Gemini. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Whoopsie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jupiter enters Aries. Aries. Yeah. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about both those things. Yeah. Tuesday could be a tough day. <laughs> oh, no. Not, not for skate night. Oh, no. I hope no one gets dragged. You know... 
did we talk about Venus going into Aries? Venus went into Aries this week. So, um, so I think we talked about it. We talked about it last week. So if you guys are curious about that transit at all, go back, listen. But Jupiter is following into Aries and, you know, I think it's a great thing like Jupiter in Aries. It will be in Aries for most of the rest of the year, but in December, around December, it's going to retrograde back into Pisces. So we'll get like a nice little boost at the end of the year with Jupiter back in Pisces. Thank you, Jesus. But, you know, I think the the energy of Jupiter in Libra, I mean, in Libra, in Aries, opposite Libra, um, Jupiter in Aries is like things coming in fast and you also really like going after Ooh, it. getting after yeah, it. Yeah, getting after your it, getting dreams. after your blessings. Yeah, mm. because also too, like Venus will be there. And so they're still like in a big way supporting each other. Nice. And Jupiter is helping Venus through this transit because Venus is doesn't like to be in Aries very much. But Jupiter coming in is reminding Venus all the positive things about this Aries energy and, mm. and taking care of the self and really just like focusing Using on that, that action on the creating self. relationship with the self. I yeah. Yeah. And so this, this is still like a big blessed time. Um, but the energy will shift, you know, Jupiter and Pisces is definitely just a little bit more dreamy and expansive in that way. And with Aries, you're going to, I think really feel it. It's definitely going to be a little more like fiery. Yeah, it's that spark. Yeah, um, and and you'll. I think it'll be like lots of little sparks, you know, happening yeah. around you, and you get to really like choose which one excites you, and, totally. and that's what's like cool and fun about Jupiter and Aries. You know, Jupiter hasn't been in Aries for like about twelve years, so also you can think about wow. things that were happening um, twelve years ago. Yeah, back in twenty ten. <gasps> Think about just graduated high school. Did you? Mm-hmm. I was in college. So much promise. Yeah. Back then. Anyway, you were yeah, saying that was a big year for me. But anyways, um, yeah. So I definitely think there's like lots of like love in the air with Jupiter and Aries mm. and Pisces there as well. Like I said, um, yeah. I think I think Jupiter and Aries. It will be a change of pace for us because obviously we've had Jupiter and Pisces for the last like four or five months. Um, but it will be a good change of pace now with the Mercury retrograde starting on that same day. We might not feel it. Yeah. I mean, we might not feel the jolt of Jupiter going into Aries as like significantly because Mercury is retrograding at the same time. And so that might just like tamper our ability to like, you know, vocalize and be out there. But I do think the fact that Mercury is retrograding in Gemini in its sign um, to start the retrograde, it it is going to go back into Taurus. But, you know, it's a Mercury retrograde. We're we're on the, what, second Mercury retrograde of the year. Um, And, you know, definitely Mercury retrogrades are all about cycles. Obviously, whatever was happening in the last retrograde could come back up. What happened in last year's Mercury and Gemini retrograde could come back up. Um, you know, and then there's just the, the now, you know, one important thing to remember about Mercury retrogrades is that, and it's eclipse season too. I was going to say, let's not forget it's, it's eclipse It's eclipse season. season. We are in season because yeah. we have the next eclipse coming up on, um, May 15th, actually Sunday. So nice. we'll talk about that too. Um, but yeah, like we, 
we have to remember that this is a time where things are being exposed to us mm. already because it's eclipse season, right? And you see them, people. You know you do. But the thing about Mercury retrograde and, and why it's not a time to be feared, it's a time to be embraced, is that it's not sh- exposing things to you that aren't there. It's exposing things that are already there. They're already happening. It's already totally. a problem. It's already not serving it's you. It's all that stuff that you're like, yeah. I know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like deep Period. down, you're like, oh, And it yeah, just gets to a point where real. it's like, it, you can't quiet that voice yes, anymore. totally. Of like, this is not working. This is not serving me. And so that's what Mercury Retrograde is there to do. So it's better for you to be embracing the retrograde energy mm-hmm. and embracing this moment of eclipse season, not necessarily going out of your way to do anything because we are in that eclipse season. And you and that's the whole point is that you don't have to go out of your way for things to be Rest exposed to reflect. you during this time. Yeah, exactly. Let them oh, I come love to you. Mm-hmm. And this is like, it's so nice to think about that because like so much of the time it's like on you to be out there searching and learning and seeking, but it's like the universe is going to deliver to yes. you. Why yes, don't you yes, just yes. be ready for the delivery? I love that idea. And and being ready to receive, you know, and I think that energy, like Jupiter and Aries actually really serves that energy of like receiving your blessings yeah. and like opening yourself up to receive them because that is the Aries way of like, I am receiving yeah. right now. You know what I mean? Totally. Um. So yeah, I mean... It's it's definitely like a time of rest and reflection to your point and just allowing your blessings to come upon you and being really open to receiving. And again, I, I know we've talked about this theme in the past, but just like understanding that blessings could be packaged in all different types of ways. Yeah. Like you'd never know, you know what I mean? How a blessing is going to be you handed to know. you. But if you're, if your heart is open and you're willing to, um, you know, accept it for what it is, then, then it will be that. Especially when you realize like every opportunity where you learn something about yourself is a blessing. So as I hate to say it, but a lot of the times we learn the most about ourselves in, you know, tough situations. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Challenging times, tough relationships. So that, that has so much value. And it's again, nice that the universe is putting it on our doorstep and saying, just open your door and see what's already there that you already kind of know. Yeah. But let's actually look at it now. Yeah. I I think that, you know, that's really what is so great about this time is that, Again, it's already stuff that's happening. Nothing new is happening during this time. No, yeah. No, no, nothing new is happening. And again, Everything it's nothing is... you don't actually know right. deep down. That's why, too, you don't have to search. Like, it's already there. You yeah. already know. It's like now's just the time where you're willing to really see it, you know? Absolutely. So check it out. Yeah. See what's there. For sure. Now, cosmically, just a question in the Starcast, why have I been so horny lately? Oh. Just absolutely off the charts. Well, it definitely could be Venus going into Aries. Yeah. yeah. Might be that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, you and all your fire. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and all your fire energy. And is it your Venus in Aries? No, I think it's in Leo, too. Your Venus is in Leo? I believe so. Okay, I gotta check that. You would know. <laughs> but a fire sign either way. Yeah. Uh, so it's still getting lit up. You yeah. know what I mean? It's still getting like super supported. Got and, it. Um, where's your score? I mean, um, where is Scorpio in your chart? Okay, so yeah, part of your first house and your Pluto's in Scorpio. Of course, your Pluto's in Scorpio, but it's in your first house. Um, yeah, and Pluto went into retrograde. You know, so that area of your chart is just reflecting as well. 
I will say. I do feel Pluto quite a bit recently, as you know, death has been coming you're, Well, up you're a very Plutonian person, just yeah. by nature of it being in your first house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that gives you a big kind of connection with Pluto. I'll, and I I'll do believe it was my retrograde when you were born. Pluto energy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not bad. I hate it. Oh um, man, that's hilarious. Yeah, so that's cool for you, though. I love it for you. I, it's not my favorite. Oh, okay. It's not. You know, I don't have a boo. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. Anyway, this is kind of incredibly personal, <laughs> uh, which I don't have a problem with. But um, shall we move into root to rise? Yay! Okay, let's do it. Okay, so my route to rise this week is simple, but it's something that, like, whenever it comes to me, I love it and it really energizes me, which is accomplishment dissipates anxiety. Mm. Because when I'm not doing things, when I'm not up and at them, there's so much anxiety about not being up and at them. And then if you simply get after it, as we've said, if you simply get out there and start doing what you have to do, it feels so good. Yeah. It feels so good. And it's so like cascading. So that's just something I always have to remind myself of. It's like, it doesn't feel better to put stuff off. It feels better to do stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so that's yeah. something I'm always working on as a lifelong procrastinator. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, I definitely resonate with that deeply because my moon is in my sixth house. And so there's a part of me that always wants to be working or or feels just so much more aligned when I'm working and feeling like I'm getting things done. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like when nothing's happening, you know what I mean? It, it just gives anxiety room to grow. Totally. So in that way, it helps when you're checking off boxes and you are like, even if it's a little achievement, it counts. Totally. Yeah. And it's just so important to, like, look back and see those loops you have. You know what I mean? It's like, why would I not do something to be worried about doing something, spending all that time being worried about it, as opposed to just doing it and being done with it? You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. It makes absolutely no sense. Your patterns are illogical. So when you start to see them, you're like, okay, stop doing that. Right. Doesn't right. make sense. Yes. Yes. And kudos to you, because that is also just called mental health dysfunction. And yeah. People have to go Listen, to... it's under the mental health umbrella. Yeah, for sure. As it all is, this, as... Whole, this entire podcast. Truly. <laughs> One day I'll give my therapist, just every episode I'll say, I'll pay you to listen to him, but just find whatever you can find. And there's a treasure trove, I'm sure, especially today's. <laughs> I love that. And I love you. What's your route to rise? Okay, my route to rise. So. I have been thinking a lot, reflecting a lot, because as you guys know, it was my birthday last week. Yeah. We had the best day, by the way. We did. We had such a fun birthday. It was so good. Um, So glad you were born. Oh, thank you. So yeah. So two things that I wanted to share for my route to rise. Um, One is that my bestie, Lauren, shout out to Lauren. Lauren, we love you. We miss you. We love you. Um, She was like, what's on your wish list for the year? And I was like, oh, I love that question. So I wanted to share my answer with you guys. My wish list for this year is patience, trust, healing, and unconditional love. Oh, I love it. That is my wish list for the year. And that's Those my are wish list the for all of us. Yes, for all of us. For all of us for this year. That's what I'm wishing for us. That's oh, what I'm hoping to so bring beautiful. in. I, I really it. and truly like... Those are the things that I'm working on. Patience and trust. We like it was so fun because we had this comment where we like broke each one down. And she was talking about trust and she was talking about it as like trust of other people. And then I was like, for me though, it's really just trusting God. Mm. It's really just trusting the plan. You know, having patience. Yeah. Yeah. And healing along the journey and just attracting unconditional love into my life. Yeah. 
That's it. That is the only type of love that I am calling in. I just want it to be unconditional because that's what I have for other people and all the people around me and life in general. And so that's what I want back. You know what I'm saying? That's it. We're not accepting it if it's not unconditional. And then the other thing that I wanted to share was this vibe that I was having about getting older because I think that like with getting older, anxiety can come in because there's also like... There's so many things that we condition ourselves to tell ourselves that we're going to have by certain ages. You know what I mean? Like, I was one of those kids who thought I was going to be married with kids by 25. Mm -hmm. 25. That's so crazy. Yes, I really did. I thought that. And now I'm 32. Thank God it didn't happen. I I have to get a job. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Me too. (laughs) So, obviously it didn't happen. Now I'm 32, and I still have this thing where, oh, my God, guys. And I'm, I'm really, like, admitting something here. But I always check people's ages when... Other celebrities, people around, like I'm always mm, comparing mm. myself via age, oh, you know, like, oh, yeah. Rihanna's supposed to have a baby, with, oh, she's 33, like, like I it's, see, I see, you know I what see. I mean? Like, yeah. it's so, I'm always comparing myself to other people's by age, like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm, have I done it? You know what I mean? And I was thinking that, and I was also like realizing another thing that I do with myself is that I sometimes, or I have in the past, I don't do this anymore, I, but I have in the past kind of connected the um, value of a relationship that I have with someone to how long I've known them how long i've been friends with them yeah 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 and especially when i was younger i really wanted to be with someone who i had like known forever yeah and we've talked about this i have this thing where like i don't know i've been attached to this idea in the past of being with someone who has like known me through all my incarnations yes exactly and 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 how that must that that would be the only way for me to know that someone really loves me Mm, because like they've seen me in those really ugly times and still like love me through and also like i'm glowing up every fucking day so like i want to be i want to be with someone who i know could like love me without the glow up you know what i mean and then i started to think about that and i was like but baby girl, why? Why? <laughs> why, why, honey? I was so like, I was why? This whole thing. Why? why? I was like, why would you <laughs> want someone who wants a basic bitch? <laughs> and why would you uh, as like? First of all, you've weeded everyone, <laughs> everyone out. There's out. truly no options. For that. There, that person doesn't exist. No, that exist person in doesn't exist. Life, by so the way, I don't know what we <laughs> it do. It couldn't with happen. That, you know? It couldn't happen. Uh, let, uh, no. <laughs> let me, no, let me take it right no, out. No. <laughs> <laughs> so no. So no. But anyways, like, I was really, all that to say, I was like, you know what the cool thing about getting older is, though? Like, you have, like, that longstanding relationship with yourself. Yeah, you don't need it from someone else. You don't else. need it from someone else, because you have it with you. You have longevity with you. You have history with you. Yeah. You know what you've I'm saying? You've seen all yeah, that Yeah, you've shit. seen all the parts of you. <laughs> Even the worst stuff. The ugly shit. Yeah. That you're like, we ain't going back, but remember what it was like? Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, I don't need that with anybody else. I have it with me. Totally. And I was just, like, so grateful to realize, like, oh, we're growing. I'm, I am another year wiser. You know totally. what I'm saying? I am better. I am. I look back on my past self, and I can see the the actual positive progression totally. of me, you know? And I'm so grateful for that. And yeah. I'm grateful to be another year older. I'm grateful to have a longstanding relationship with myself. I'm grateful to know that I can love myself through all the iterations that I've been yeah. and be here today and that I will attract someone to me and I will continue to attract people to my life that are loving unconditionally yeah. and love me for this highest self of totally. me and not our because people who are also like attracted to like the lower past versions of you like 
that's because of something that they don't see within themselves. Yeah. And that's because... And they want you to stay on they a want you to level s- that's more accessible and attainable. And you're not getting us uh, lower again. <laughs> we're not going down. We're not going down. We only climb it. <laughs> so. I love that. And there are two things I want to say. First of all, you also have friends for that. You know what I mean? That's such a beautiful thing about having long friendships. And I do. Like I, I do seen. have people in my life. Yeah. Like, I, no, I know. You, <laughs> We've seen that, each other in some hot ass messes. <laughs> Ryan literally saw me at my lowest low in this lifetime. Honestly, so. same. <laughs> a very dark plate. Rage blackouts. Yeah. I used to tell people I have rage blackouts. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that we've gone through that and other you know sarah has known me through many iterations of myself and lauren my bestie like so many of my friends really have and i do have those long-standing relationships in my life yeah but i'm not basing the quality of my relationships on that anymore i'm not basing my life on that like uh, it it doesn't matter if you've known me since i was 10 or you know what i'm saying and i will i will be quick to cut someone off who i've known that long if you're not acting right and you're not growing and and progressing with me because I, I'm not going to be brought back. You know, I made no. that decision a long time ago that nobody not was going to drag me back. <laughs> and that's why I was so triggering on the rink to be physically dragged. <laughs> to be physically back. dragged, but that's, we don't have to go back. <laughs> we won't be going back. That's, that's the whole we do summation here. The rink, by the <laughs> but no, yeah, like it, it feels really good to be just getting older. And I, I don't think I've ever felt that way before. Um, and now that I'm here and I'm like, you know what? It's cool to get older. Like, totally. You know, it is cool. I love that. I want to say too, like, I, I think too the idea we can change it just a bit of like in terms of a partner. Like, I love the idea of someone seeing the whole depth of you. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. didn't necessarily have to be there for all of it, but they still see. Because those parts still come out. You know what I mean? Period. Like, I need someone to see me when I'm triggered yeah. and totally fucking lose it. Yeah. And then afterwards be like, so, yeah. where'd you go? Where <laughs> Should we talk about it? Let's unpack it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because 100%. that's never going to not happen. You know what I mean? And you the shouldn't go- have to like deny or suppress any parts no. of yourself. And I think that's exactly what I've been working towards. Right. Like that understanding. Yeah. Because like, yeah, like I think that my understanding before was like, oh, you grow and then you just completely delete that part of yourself yes. and it never comes back. And like, no, actually, that's not true. I, right. could, I could never delete those parts of myself. Like those parts are going to come out here and there. And also like those parts might come out at a time where I don't even realize. And it's 100%. dope when someone can look at you and be like, hey, babe, <laughs> I saw something there and I just want to talk about yeah, 100%. it. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I do agree, though, that that can happen within really, really great friendships like the totally. one that we have. And like, I, same with like, honestly, like all the people that I named yeah. earlier. But like, we just are able to like have those conversations and be so real with each other. Totally. And yeah, I mean, you can do that with anyone in your life if you guys yeah. are willing to be open and vulnerable with one another and truly grow together. Yeah. Anybody you can have that like quality of relationship with. Totally. And there's so much value in that. And I think it's so important, too, to remember, like, we don't ever, we're not trying to do work to never get triggered or to become some perfect version of ourselves. It's so we have the tools to deal with it when it happens. When it happens. We're human beings. We are never going to be perfect people. You know what I mean? That's unattainable. So you will waste your entire life trying to get there. But if you get to a place where you're like, I can work through my shit, that's pretty valuable, you know? And if I can work through my shit with other people, that's incredible it's valuable for all of us yeah. why not we can all learn from it of course i love it yay oh, have a beautiful week everyone yay